Okay, welcome back to your show, Fruit for Your Soul. I'm your host, Cardelia Reed, and I'm talking about faith and love, and this is going to be session four. And I want to pick up where I left off. I've been talking about First John, and you know, the, the thing that's all over First John is, is love. And I want to talk about how you can apply your faith in a lot of situations where you don't feel um, that your faith even matters, where you're not able to think straight because you've been hit so hard by the enemy. And the last thing you want to do is talk about love or even give love, let alone you show enough don't feel like you've received it. So I want to talk about that. And just, you know, maybe when you're listening to this podcast, you can think about what you're going through. Um, how can I apply my faith in love? And, you know, I've, I've taught, I taught the people, I've been doing this since 2015, since I've gotten healed and, I've seen people, I don't care who it is, I don't care what positions they're in, they're getting a situation so hurtful and so challenging and so bogged down, they never get past it. Um, I, and it's so unfortunate because I, I'd never want to be that way, but it can happen to any of us. Um, once again, you know, the Lord said, you know, we're going to have problems in this world. You know, this is what Paul puts in his word. This is the Lord's word. We're going to have problems. We're going to have issues, you know, but the Lord said he has overcome the world. And that's where the faith part comes in. There's never a situation that's too tough that your faith cannot apply ever, 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 ever. Once again, the Lord created us to go through those things so that we can see him and to glory. All the glory gives goes to him. When I was growing up in church, um, you know, um, I didn't grow up charismatic or anything like that. So I didn't understand anything about the Holy Spirit. And I felt like church was just to say you, you know, glory to God, that's it. And, you know, you go home and you go back to living the way you live. Honestly, this is just what I saw growing up. And I don't get it. I, I, I just, for years, I didn't get it. And I suffered terribly. But when I learned that that's not the case, when I learned that in every situation of every day of our lives, 24 hours, seven days a week, especially during the midnight hours, the Lord truly cares. And he just wants to show us that. He wants us to see that. He wants us to feel that and give that to others more than anything, more than anything. The Bible isn't just a word saying I've overcome the world. I remember when I first read this particular verse, I was reading The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. I still didn't understand the power of the Holy Spirit. I did not. So when I read that, okay, I feel good knowing that God has overcome the world, but that didn't mean anything to me that day when I need to apply it and didn't know how and didn't think to apply it. Well, it's the Holy Spirit, number one, that tells us to apply it. It's the Holy Spirit, number two, that confirms in God's word and lets us see that, you know what? This is not an accident or a coincidence. This is happening to you today. So it's so critical to understand faith and love and how they go together and how your life can be so much better when it comes to it. So let's go back, shall we, to 1 John. And this time I'm going to read to you from 1 John, the second chapter, starting at verse 15. And this is just talking about how um, not to love the world. And, you know, this is how I make a lot of decisions when it comes to people. Okay, so listen to this. 15 verse, do not love the world or anything in the world. If you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. 
I'm going to continue all the way to verse 17. For everything in the world, the cravings of sinful people, the lust of the eyes, and their boasting about what they have and do comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. You know, when I meet people, and the first question they ask me is what they do, I already know that the love of the Father is not in them. Okay. I'm not expecting for them to ask them what I do. As a matter of fact, I don't even like when they ask me that, to be honest with you. But I have a little thing that I do. If the first question they ask me, now, once again, I use discernment. I don't think that they're asking me for a bad reason. They just ask. Sometimes they ask because they truly do want to know. Sometimes they ask because they try, they try to look at your life. They may not have good morals, but sometimes they just want to know. They want to get to know who you are. But I use discernment with this. But we're talking about someone that's not in the body of Christ, probably not a Christian, probably an unbeliever, you know, just the world. So when someone says to me, what do you do for a living? I have a thing to do. Well, if, if you're going to ask me that, number one, you're going to tell me first. Okay, don't ask me a question you're not willing to answer yourself. But number two is, just in case I already know, tell me about your relationship with the Lord. Okay, Uh, and this this just cuts out the whole the rest of what they think they're going to talk about after that, because I don't let the world run my conversation. when We have a conversation when I have a conversation with a stranger, excuse me, I let the power of the Holy Spirit run it. This could be a time to bring someone to salvation. You just never know. Matter of fact, good. Glad they opened up the door because now they're going to get an earful, right? (laughs) And you want them to carefully think about why they're asking these questions. So, number one, when they ask a question of what do you do for a living, then they're probably talking about materialistic stuff. Well, I want to know, you know, who are you? How much money do you make? You know, how can I compare your life to mine's? You know, recently I went to a um, a nail salon and I was getting my nails done. I hadn't got my nails done in like six or seven months. I was taking a break. But I was talking to a lady and um, she was talking to me and sometimes I like to make conversation and she was just saying I was in a different state and she goes, oh my God, if you live in California, you must make a lot of money. Well, you know, I was anticipating this and then it comes down to number one, I have to make sure my flesh doesn't get irritated with those kind of statements because I know it's not the the love of the Father and it's definitely not the Lord. So I tell her, I said, you know, it's about perspective, Okay. I said, it's about how you look at things in life. It has nothing to do with money. It's about a place that I'm choosing to live because I'm happy there. Matter of fact, are you happy with your life? Are you a believer? And we ended up talking about the Lord. So whenever she answered something that I felt was ridiculous, like she'd say, oh, well, um, Oh, she said, oh, your, your husband must have a good paying job. That's ridiculous. I mean, that's to be honest, that's very, uh, what is the word I want to say? That is not something, you know, somebody say it's not none of her business, but I'm not going to say it like that. That she's saying it for a motive not coming from the Lord. Okay, that's what I'm trying to say. All right. So when someone says something like that, you say to them, listen, when we are believers, that's not important. What's important is how we treat people. The love of the father. Are we being seen as examples? I can promise you right now, whatever devil that's calling her to ask that question, it flees instantly. They have, they won't have anything to do with that. So then the response would be, oh, you're so right. 
So we have to be careful how we're dealing with people from the world. Now, once again, this is a, you know, I'm not trying to brag on myself, okay? I've had many years of practicing with this, all right? So I'm going to say this. You have to be spiritually mature when it comes to these kind of conversations with the world. We have to always look at the situation as in, don't let the devil push you aside and make you feel that um, we're going to be in this comp- competitive match when it comes to the conversation. It's about the power of the Holy Spirit. It's about the Lord Jesus. He is reign over all. It's about the name that's above every name. Okay. So we got to make sure we're ushering that into these conversations with people, because if you don't do it, who else can? This is a love thing, right? And it comes down to our faith that the Lord is allowing this to happen so that we can bring more to him. So the world when the people start talking about the world and the sinful cravings and the lust of their eyes, we need to make sure that we're able to use this time to rebuke whatever the devil is trying to do and also educate people to help them understand that, you know, why do you want to put so much faith in materialistic things? Why do you want to talk about this all the time? You know, uh, this is not something that can help you. This world is going to blow up and everything in it. Do you want to be one of those people that blow up with the world? You know, so speaking, I mean, we're talking about fire, right? Fire. Yeah. So I think you get the point. Fire, not so much in a good way. So we want to start using these situations and looking at everything that's going on in it and say, you know what? How do I apply the love of God in this? What what do I do? Um, You know, I know many people. Once again, we're not even talking about unbelievers in the body of Christ that the most important thing or materialistic things, or is, is money. It's easy to get caught up with that because sometimes we never feel like we have enough of it. That's probably why money was invented. So we can always get more and more and more and more and more and never feel like we have enough of it. Well, one thing that we will always have enough of is the love that Jesus has for us. And that melts that old money problem away, doesn't it? <laughs> it, it truly, truly does. So I just, when you start looking at things like that, I want you to understand, this is how I look at the world. What is this person talking about? How can I help them in that situation? What are they looking at? I know, I was getting ready to say something earlier. Okay, so I'm going to keep this very general. Now, there are things that we can be truly hurt by, okay, that have affected us for years. And we say, okay, now I've gotten a handle on this problem. But sometimes you become sensitive to it. So we can start talking to people and we can think that they have a motive for something when they truly don't, when they're truly trying to help us. That's why I said you have to use mature discernment because everybody is not out for something bad. And I probably should be more specific so you can know what I'm talking about. Okay, this particular person I'm talking about has been dealing with something um, particularly all her life. And when meeting people, she feels that this person, someone's trying to... Um, okay. I think I'm gonna have to use someone that's famous. Uh, I'm not going to say the person's name, but if you know someone that's famous or you've heard of someone that's famous, and let's just say you went up and you met them and this person is famous for money and fame. Okay. They're known for money and fame. And you went up and you said hello to this person. All right. And this person kind of said hello, kind of not because they think that you want something from them. Okay, that's what I'm trying to portray to you when it comes to on love in the world. But the issue is not you, now it's them, right? Okay, so when it comes to this, it doesn't mean everybody has the craving of the world in them and they want something from you. 
And I remember I met someone that I've met several people like that, actually, that feel that way. So then I have to ask myself, I'm particularly sensitive to this, by the way. I think I've been in this situation too many times. How do you ask yourself, how can I show the love of the father in this? How can I be a better example in this? Because the truth is, you don't really have to please that person, but you are looking to please the Lord. And this is where faith comes from. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? So you're saying, how can I be a better person in this situation? How can I be a bigger person and show the love of the Father? When I see that someone thinks that I'm more like them, or they've had, they're particularly assuming something about me that's not true, one of the biggest things you can do is look at the life of Jesus, Right. When Jesus was being persecuted and talked about and humiliated and crucified and spit on, he never said, and we used to have this son growing up. He never said a mumbling word, a mumbling word. He didn't even, hmm, honestly, you, you don't have to say anything. You don't have to say anything, but you can follow what the Holy Spirit is leading you to do. So now we're talking about action. What can we do? Well, in this particular situation, I eventually ended up hugging the person and I said, you know what? God bless you. God love you. Have a nice day. That's it. And the hug came from a mutual hug. Okay. I'm not telling you to go around hugging somebody that's assuming something about it. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying to you is you don't have to say anything showing them the love of the father. And then, okay, let me tell you what else I did. All right, this is critical. We're talking about doing now. I turned around, ooh, help me, Lord Jesus, and start talking to somebody else the same way I talked to that person so they know that it's not just them and thinking that I want something from them because I said hello. You understand what I'm talking about? Okay, I, I know you got this point now. So I turned around and said, hello, how are you today? God bless you. Jesus loves you. Has nothing to do with them. That's just who I am as a person. Consistency. But having the love of the Father in you, regardless of who that person is. Okay, I'm saying this because I know you have had a similar situation or you're that person that's... um assuming things or someone has assumed something about you. This is how you beat the devil every single time and let go, forgive whatever has happened to you in the past so that God can continue to use you in the way you want to be used. This is critical people. This is critical. If we can't get the faith and love part right, oh my God, how can God use us? I was telling the Lord the other day, Lord, I'm not going to give this. I have a, a well, I think I told you about a friend in the last podcast, maybe this podcast. I don't know. I, I talk so much sometimes. But anyway, a friend that I had to let go. I think that was the last podcast, a friendship. And I remember it was kind of irritating me, you know, like I was kind of like not happy with myself because I felt like the situation should not have gone on as long as it went on. And the Lord said to me, are you willing to let this go? Because right now I can't really talk to you. You can't hear anything I'm saying unless you let that go. I need you to love that person, love that person from a distance, but love that person, let go. And I need you to deal with this other fire that's coming up right now. Somebody needs you to pray for them. You understand? Literally, that's what happened. Someone called and needed me to pray for them. And I was a little distracted from what had just previously occurred. This is a daily occurrence when you're walking with the Lord. How many fires did Paul have to put out before another fire came up? 
or just a download from the Holy Spirit or just spending praise time with the Lord. Praise is a sacrifice. You don't feel like praising when somebody just stabbed you in the back. So this is why I'm talking about this today. Faith and love, people. Faith and love. Faith and love. Faith and love. Think about it. Critically, think about it. And analyze this. Do everything. Do, I want you to go through a matter of um, logic reasoning. How can you apply this in your life right now? It's, it's, it's crucial. I'm going to keep moving to another verse. You know, every time I look at my phone, I, I have this counter and I try to keep up with the time. Every time I look at my phone, it's always at um, a number, which I feel like the Holy Spirit is just giving me sickness and saying, hey, I'm here. I'm listening. Time goes by so fast when you're having fun, right? All right. So I'm going to move down to First John third chapter now. And we're going to look at two verses. First John, third chapter, six, verse first. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning in him, living in God. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. And then we're going to move down to verse 10. This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Uh Oh, oh, my goodness. Those who do not do what is right are not God's children, nor are those who do not have love. For their brothers and sisters. You know, this is ministry at its most, um, even to me right now. And I think I was just telling you about the friendship. I was saying that, um, how could we go? How could it have gone on for so long? And I feel the anointing so strong right now. I feel the anointing so strong. This is the moment to pray and let's be in agreement together that you or I will never, ever, ever. Uh, spend too much time in darkness, listening to darkness, uh, being acquainted with darkness without even knowing it. But the, the Lord shows us and open up our eyes so that we can see the law that he has for us in that moment. When we don't see God's light, when we're not feeling his light, most likely we're not bringing the light and the light is not there from the other person either. So we are in agreement that will never happen to us today in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Because I'm looking at this verse and I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, this person did not show the love for his brothers and sisters in Christ. Yet this person was in ministry. Sometimes we can get so caught up with gifts and this person is very gifted. I'm going to tell you something right now and I'm going to brag on the Holy Spirit. The Lord doesn't bring people to my life who are not gifted. Most people that I have become friends with are extremely gifted from the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about spiritual gifts. They're so gifted, you almost can't see the character of the person. Or so we think. Now we can. Now we know that we are applying faith and love and we allow the Holy Spirit to open up our eyes because the most important thing is his character first. Character is, are they walking in God? We just talked about that before. Are they showing the love of God in their character versus just using their gifts all day long? Okay, because you can use your gifts all day long, but the Lord is concerned about our character. He wants our character to be always like him. And love is a commandment. It's not an option. It's a commandment. We have to love. We are mandated to love. How do we love? We cannot love without the power of the Holy Spirit. If that is truly not the case, the devil wouldn't spend so much time trying to get us to hate. Oh my God. I am just blown away at how much of a lesson this is. And you see, this is something I'm, once again, we will never stop learning this. We will leave this earth 
uh, learning this lesson, literally. During the rapture, we could be in the process of learning. We don't know. But you will always be learning this lesson of faith and love. Faith and love. I'm going to tell you, you know, I've seen miracles. Oh, I've seen miracles from so many powerful, gifted people. And the miracles are amazing. You're in awe of the Lord. And to God be the glory. But the character, oh my goodness. Woo! You know, that's where the kicker is right there. That's what we got to be praying and interceding and believing for it. Not even just in ourselves, but for other people in the body of Christ. Love and faith is so important. I honestly wish every single message we heard was about this. And I, I know they are in a sense, but more directly about this. I am thinking that, um, you know, I often think about Martin Luther King Jr. And I know I've said this before, probably in a podcast years uh, a few couple of years ago. But the reason why Martin Luther King was so successful with the civil rights movement is because he was able to love the ones that were calling him all kinds of names, hitting them upside the head, beating them. He was able to love them and tell them that and show them that in love. He wasn't joining them back. The Bible, God's word says, we shall repay evil with blessings. We inherit our blessings that way. You repay blessings with, you repay evil, excuse me, you repay evil with blessings. Okay. You don't repay evil with evil. Um, once again, the, only the power of the Holy Spirit can have you do that. And this is something Martin Luther King was chosen to do. He was chosen to do this by the Lord. That's a really grandiose situation that I can think of right now. Of um, It's so easy to go back and crumble and cry and complain and groan and just, you know, and then people want to look at his, his character. Well, he had to have some kind of a good character to keep going, right? The man was gifted. He was gifted. He was anointed. I don't care what people say about how he lived his life. I mean, we got to stop that kind of stuff because the truth is we're nothing here but to love him and to love what he did for the civil rights movement. That's what's most important. But if we want to look at character, of course, he had character things that he had to work on. So do you and I. Right? Faith and love. The Lord is always pushing us to be more like him. He gives us opportunity after opportunity after chance, after chance, after chance, after chance to get this right. He does not want any to perish. That's why his coming, no man can know the hour because he does not want any to perish because of his dear and precious love for us. And essentially, that's the purpose of this podcast. The purpose of this podcast is that we learn who Jesus is through his love and the situations he's constantly placing us in. If you are someone who does not believe, who does not understand the Lord, who get quiet and awkward when people bring up the name Jesus, it's time to look at yourself and think why. Why do you get that way? What's causing you that way? It's certainly not the love that the Lord has for us. So we're just going to believing in you that once you understand, you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that God has raised Jesus from the dead. This is when you have salvation. This is when you have eternal life. Because there's nothing in this world a person can actually give you compared to what the Lord can. We're talking about eternal life here. We're talking about salvation, the forgiveness of our sins. Things that no one else can give us. So why do we look to man? And why do we get all quiet when it comes to this subject? It's love. It's love. It's love. 
The love of the Father can come into you. Allow him to come into you, come into your heart, your mind, your thoughts, and your spirit to embrace you so that everywhere you go, people feel and they see the fragrance of Jesus' love on you. And love comes from your faith. When we have salvation, we have faith. Now, the Lord is constantly moving it to new levels. But it's your faith and your trust in the Lord that he's allowing you to experience it so that you can share his love. Okay, so I'm going to end it right here. And we're going to pick up on the next podcast. So remember, if nothing else, Jesus loves you. And so do I. Love at Cordelia.com. If you want to send me any feedback, any emails, look up my book online, Little Diary of Relationship Truths that talks about relationships with the Holy Spirit and how out of that relationship flows all our relationships in life. Love you. See you next time. Bye-bye.